Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete C. Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. doing to open the show we've come off back here's the thing we've come off two in what people would call very very good episodes which in a is row. not usual for us we don't like to do that i don't remember last time we had a good episode in my two in a row always leave them wanting more abc yep um <laughs> coffee is for closers um you know what movie that's from what's good for the goose is good for the gander i thought we we're just saying things no, i'm sorry no no i don't know what that's from is that it's a movie it's okay it's not for you um here's the deal wall street Incorrect. That's just a place. It's not even real. It's not even the name of the road. I know it's something to do with that, though. I can't Glenn remember. Gary. Gary Glenn, Glenn Ross. There you go. Yes. Yep. Alec Baldwin says that to the murderer. Uh, oh, I, is it Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. He might Stephen have said Baldwin. It's Alec. It's, it's a Baldwin brother. I think though. it's Alec Baldwin. The better Baldwin. says it to the other guy, not Walter Matthau. Oh, Walter Matthau's in it. Who was the guy from Anger Old Men? Angry Old Men. Angry. Is that a movie? Walter Matthau, I thought, was like a news reporter. I said that weird. Uh, there is. Carlos, I'm not moving on until we get an act. Jack Lemon. Grumpy, Who's Jack Lemon? Grumpier. Is it Grumpy Old Men or Grumpier? Because I love it's Jack both Lemon. Those it's Jack Lemon. Jack. So not. Baldwin says that to Jack Lemon. Walter Matthau was the guy with him in Grumpy Old Men. Who's the Matthau I'm thinking of? Well, I guess we'll never know. How are you, Mike? Puts the coffee down. <laughs> yeah. he is not, and then he gets arrested at the end of that movie. Oh, well, spoiler alert. Thanks a lot. I think that movie's 30 Two years old Two episodes in a row where we're spoiling movies. Al Pacino is in it. Uh, who in else? that movie? Oh, dude, that is like one of the greatest casts of all time. First off, Al Pacino is overrated as an actor. That's my own personal opinion. You're it's a hot take. Everyone, child. It's not a hot take. I it's disagree. a stupid take. I don't, I don't think he's a great actor. I think he plays a good character, but that's the only character. He has a character in him. 19, well, he's good in this one. Kevin Spacey, Ed Harris, Alan Arkin, Alec Baldwin, Jack Lemmon, Al Pacino. Grumpy old men? Glenn, uh. Gary Glenn Ross. <laughs> they weren't even all old then. Uh, this is your classic, just no direction episode. It's not a, the G word that he's going to say. It's going to annoy me. We just, we've covered a lot of things lately. We haven't had an episode where we just come in here and goof around. And that's what today is. We so. need it. It's for our own personal benefit and yours. Well, me and Jesse don't hate each other anymore. So no, I never. Settled. Well. Don't. Don't start this off with a lie. <laughs> I will begin to hate you again. I never would hate you. We just don't get along sometimes. And it's good to have things like this. That's good to, to hate. You back. know what? That's actually a good way of saying it. Jesse's never hated me. <laughs> Jeez. I want. Can we open? Go a box on vacation, all right? Yeah, I let's am. just open it. Let's just start it off. We do a, have stuff to talk about, um, yeah, and we do have debatable. a guest coming on in like ten minutes. Uh, Chris from Card Letter is going to give us a market update. We do have some interesting news stories to discuss. We did not do on Monday uh, the releases, new releases, so we will discuss that. And of course, your mailbag, um, big picture. Let's yeah, open that box. I'll tell you, the one, we are going to open a box of, uh, Panini hooked us up with some box of optic contenders and some clearly done. We're also going to give away the contents of this box. I'm going to post something on social to get that moving. It is interesting to me that Flawless, I can't figure out how this is working. I want you to check the Panini website right now. Okay. Flawless first off the line basketball, $12,500. But when I click on it, it says the item is no longer available. Oh, maybe it just sold out or something? I will say this too. This is uh, just to be clear. I, I am irritated with a few people in the hobby. I'm, I don't need these breakers hyping up flawless anymore. The amount of just hype on flawless lately, how it's the greatest product ever. And if you're not break, here's the thing. Just tell me you're getting a bunch of this product without telling me you are. Like oh, these, you think that's what it is? Oh, dude, these guys just going up and making all these hype videos about flawless. You don't. First of all, you don't need to hype up flawless. This is brought to you by Panini, our sponsor. <laughs> There's no, it's not a knock on Flawless. Flawless is already a great product. I don't need breakers hyping up Flawless. Oh, okay. Just okay. rip the product. I it's mean, a crazy high-end product with, in my opinion, a very underwhelming hobby 
draft class. Why are we I hyping think, this to the moon? I don't get it. Well, I think we all know oh, why they're housing it. It's coming it. soon. That's why. It's not it's not there. Oh, available now. I can't I can't really tell. Let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. No one knows for sure. I am trying to pull it up. It's uh I think that maybe the site's down, or maybe there are people like oh, okay, it's finally going. Uh I'm showing out of oh no, that's 2021. Yep. So Weird. Optic is also on the website right now, by the way. Optic basketball, yep. 300 bucks a box. I'm starting to think 2022 basketball is very similar to 2022 football. It's almost getting to a price where it's like, man, if you have some patient money, you don't have to be the worst time to do it. Like, I feel like Panini's listened to the audience of wax is too high. I think they have been really good about trying to respond in kind by lowering prices. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, we, we got this box of optic contenders. We're gonna mix it up. We're gonna open it early because we want to do something fun. Give me that knife. It's right there. Right open, by your hand, open, buddy. By the way, uh, yeah, duh. I'm not a child. We have sharp things in this office, bro. So, thank you. Optic basketball release yesterday. I did watch a bunch of breaks. It looks pretty good. I like it. Um, for the price, I especially like it. By the way, and again, I'm not overwhelmed by the draft class, but I'm not underwhelmed by them. I think they're fine, and the price is is accurate to what it should be. And we are starting to see. Panini definitely catch up on some of the, the uh, manufacturing pipeline here. Crown Royal comes out next Wednesday. Flawless comes out next Friday. Like there are like multiple releases every week going forward. Still to me, the most interesting and strange one though is next week's Bowman University Inception Hobby. I am I am so unbelievably interested in what that comes out at. Um, oh, like the actual pricing. Yeah. I mean, what's the pricing? What's the reaction? When Benyama's I mean, first on Cardado... Not to mention here. Speaking of which, here's your breakers pumping product up. That should be nine hundred dollars a box. Side note: I have ten <laughs> cases coming in. Um, we're gonna open this box now. The I do like optic contenders, by the way. Another product that to me is traditionally way overpriced because it's been like five, six hundred bucks every year. This year it's like three hundred dollars. I mean, I, again, I'm in on that. To your point, the you have penny sleeves over there. Uh, yeah, I think I've got some here. Do you have any uh, sauce over there? Bowman University Inception, by the way, is currently two. At two hundred, just under two hundred. I'd like to see that up to two and a two and a quart to two fifty. Um, oh, we got a die cut. Oh, Tell you right now, I'm okay. By the way, these are giving away. Hang on, before we say that though, look at we're not looking at cards yet. The hits are in the middle. If it's a Tom Brady card, I'd like to keep it. Do you have somebody you'd like to keep? No, darn it, I can't keep the Brady. <laughs> I don't. I, I want this one to be for the peoples. Okay, pretty awesome card for it. We'll post some. Oh, are you supposed to be recording this? Oh, oh yeah, we'll take pictures. <laughs> 10 of 99. This is actually a cool card. The die cut, the X's and O's die cut of John Elway. Oh, that is cool. You like that card. You can keep talking. I'm just going to make No, no, no. You're fine. I've got you some. Uh, Give me some pennies and some toppies. I got some, both of them. Got a little blue Amon St. Brown out of 99. Ever heard of it? Hello. Do you know um, who he plays for? Uh, Lions? Man, what a great vacation show this is. By the way, next week, Mike's going to be gone for Thursday's episode. We will have special guests. You'll have your boy. Um, hey, yes. I don't know who's. Oh, who's coming Thursday? Yeah, that's right. Don't you worry about that. Who's coming Monday? Fine uh, hands, buddy. Yeah, we got a MLB prospect guy coming on Monday show. Okay, what the heck? What Jerry Rice on card auto to thirty five? What we're keeping that card? Can no, you dip your own can't. cards? How does that happen? <laughs> well, you can. People don't seem to like it. On card Jerry Rice all time contenders auto twenty four of thirty five. That's 35. a good looking card. I, I do will, not have any thick that's sleeves. Okay. Optic contenders is an awesome product. The rookie auto, just as good. Tyler yeah. Lindenbaum. Uh, when you said that, Tyler I didn't Lin think it was sarcasm. Tyler I Lindenbaum. It was true. I like the look of that Jerry Rice card. Uh, yeah. These are giving away. We're giving these away to you people. We're going to post these on our socials. And we'll do some sort no, of... No, 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 no. This no. is for listeners. We're going to post a box on socials for, for everyone. I think the listeners, if you listen to the show, you can't just be one of these guys who just follows socials for giveaways. For listeners, you're going to get it. I think we just do the the treasure thing. If they go out. Or leave a review and say, I want Jerry Rice. Five stars. They can do either one. Yeah, sure. Because a lot of guys have already left a review. Leave so leave a. We're in a contract year. Leave a review, for goodness sake. <laughs> leave a review. Create a new account. Uh, go leave a review on Apple. We would prefer a five star, but I guess whatever your heart decides. And then if you've already done that, you can't do it. Go to uh, the sportscardsnonsense.com forward slash treasure. You can enter your information there, and you will also be entered, uh, and we'll send all of the cards over to one of you. There you go. little nice giveaway to start the show off. I like that. Another interesting story from a competitor. I know FanDuel is the ringer, huge sponsor of the ringer. We don't want to rock that boat. I would like to give props to Jim Mint 
for posting this story. That's where okay. I, I saw this. And Take they, all, this they also put out a lot of really good information. I just think that's, that's Jason, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Man, it's a J. Him. It's a J name for sure. It's Jason. But anyways, yeah, those they're good guys. Um, they put out the show, the story about DraftKings is getting into the breaking game, which gives me all kinds of feelings that are not necessarily good. Um, but they are trying their first break with a box or four boxes, I should say, of 2018-19 Prism Basketball, which, as most of you probably know, that is the Luca year. And those boxes notoriously are very, very expensive. Like we're talking $5,000 for the each box. Mm-hmm. And the, the break, what they're doing is they're going to sell six spots per break. So there's 12 packs in, every box. in every box. So they're going to sell two packs to each, in each spot. Um, this went, this went on on Monday and Tuesdays when the bidding, they basically started each bid at a hundred dollars. They stopped bidding all, all winners won somewhere in the three to 400 range. These boxes for those six spots went for, I mean, they're making 22, $2,300 on each box. Again, they sell for $5,000 on blowout right now. Who's breaking these, by the way? I don't know. I tried to find. I, I They're breaking on their YouTube page tonight. Apparently, I think it's like 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'm very curious to see what happens. But overall message, I do not like the fact at all that they are breaking on a gambling site. Because if you go and look at the rules, they even have rules underneath it. Like, you can't enter unless you're 21 or older in such and such state and 19 or older in this state. And I'm just like, this does not pay. I don't think your pricing's right. This is uh, telling I mean, me I have it's sold, sold for $505. There was one. One of them oh, sold okay, for $500. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All, every other one was like $430, $420 or something like that. And then some of them in the, I think in the 300s, like $345. In fact, I've got them all pulled up. Our internet's being very oddly slow. I don't know what the deal is, but I can tell you for sure for all of them. But anyways. Yeah, who's doing the break? I don't know. I know that it's going to be, again, YouTube tonight, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Um, I don't know what you guys think about it. I would love to know your your take as well, Mike. But this just, I don't like the association between the two. Correct. I don't either. Because, again, we, we've heard this debate in the past, too. Like, well, isn't breaking just gambling? And, again, there are some major, major differences. First of all, you're getting something tangible. You go put a bet in on a team, they lose, it's over, and you're suicidal. Like, yeah. literally, that's it. Period. You've lost money. You are only gambling on a game for, for greed. There is nothing but love of money as the motivating factor there. Love yeah. of money and greed. Period. With breaking, I've always said this. And I think some people, by the way, in the break world view it the same way. I think it all really lies in how you run the business. The way we do it is we've built a community around it. Hey, yeah, you only hit a few base cards, but you know what we can do to help with some ROI here is, hey, we can grade these cards. Hey, these cards are something mm-hmm. you should hold, obviously. Hey, this guy actually did hit big, and it's for a PC team. It's he's part of a community. To me, there are just a lot more to breaking than there is to just going in and gambling on some stupid site. I just... Now, the fact that they are doing it with a box like this, this does... Oh, this is a pure... This is a gamble, though. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that's what kind of stinks is like, even though I, d- I totally disagree, oh, breaking's not gambling, but this does... This is kind of a... I mean, it is a gamble. That's why you won't see me breaking 2018. I actually, we were talking about this last night. You know what? I do have something to talk about today, I guess. Oh. So this came up last night. I was bashing other breakers for like hyping up Flawless and some of these products that get hyped up out of control. That doesn't sound like you. And I just view it as a lot of these products you are set up, depending on how you're breaking them, what break format, uh, and even what quantity. Is it multiple boxes, cases at a time? What are you doing? Like some of these you are being set up to really get crushed in, Mm -hmm. in ROI. That is one of the things. Like, say what you want about Bowman. You don't have to be a Bowman guy. I don't care if you like prospecting or not. Last night, for example, uh, two good examples. Hobson, my number one customer on the app, by mm-hmm. the way. Great dude. He hates my guts most nights. Mm-hmm. Great guy. You'd like I've him. seen the chat. Um, yeah, Hobson's a good dude. He goes out and buys the Yankees. Last night, I believe, that was a jumbo case. The Yankees were like, I'm going to be off a little bit, 400 to 450, somewhere in that range, I believe. Okay. Didn't get a single, what you would call a hit. However, he got a bunch of Spencer Jones first prospects. Without getting a single hit, you grade those with SGC, PSA, wherever you're going to grade them. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to get half your money back or close to it. Because I think those are going to go 50 to 80 bucks for base cards at the very beginning. SGC grading $9 special. By the way, I will give a shout out to them. And yes, they are our biggest sponsor. So if you whiny trolls, they only talk about it. (laughs) 
it's nine bucks. And I'll tell you right now, they're giving unbelievable preferential treatment to this deal going on with Bowman. I have an order that is on like day seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And I have guys that have shipped after mine, but it's for the Bowman special. And they already have their cards back. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I don't hate it. No. If you're going to run a special like this, I actually like that they're putting, because timing is a major, major factor, by the way. So uh, Chris just got in the the waiting room. I'm going to make this quick. I do think, though, to my point, like Bowman is a product, hey, you can justify the pricing because, hey, even if you don't get a hit, so to speak, there's potential there for something. We're breaking finest today on the app. Same thing. Finest, maybe get some base rookies, some refractors. You may not hit off the bat, but maybe you get something. And if nothing else, you're there for some enjoyment. You get to watch the break, interact with people, be part of a community, whatever. With stuff like 2018 Bowman, like you're going to, I mean, uh, Prism, you're going to get murdered. Even yeah. flawless, by the way. I'm not a huge flawless guy. I think it's the same thing. You're setting yourself up to fail. So I do think a lot of it is on the breaker. I'm not saying you shouldn't you know, allow your customers to buy that stuff. Buy whatever you want. But I do think there is some responsibility on the part of the breaker to build the community, take care of people, you know, give back whenever, offer other services. Like we offer grading right on the spot and mm-hmm. we offer consignment as well. So you can at least get something for your money. So. Yeah. That's it. I don't really have much else to say. No, no, but, but that's that's a good if nothing uh, else, by the way, barometer for what I think most people are feeling about this. Sure, and if nothing else, by the way, the fact that DraftKings is a major, major financial institution and is getting involved in I box breaking, that. I do think that's a good good exposure for the hobby. So, yeah, agree. All right, um, let's bring Chris in. Chris Hoge from Card Ladder. Chris McGill. I know he'll always be Hoge to me. I know. How's the Jordan? Chris McGill from Card Ladder is joining us. Chris, how the heck are you? We missed you. Tell us what's happening in the hobby. Uh, doing well. And I came prepared with NBA playoffs. Oh, perfect. perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got so many uh, NBA playoff guys. Oh, God. What's worse? You know you speak for I know. I know. It's very hard. I pulled up everybody who is substantial in the playoffs right now as far as their pricing goes. So I I think we're good as far as whatever you want to talk about there. Yeah. Yeah, What's on your mind? First of all, I'm obsessed with the uh, playoffs right now. It's it's been a great playoffs. Josh and I have not been doing our podcast for the last two weeks. I saw this. Playoff games have been overlapping with when we go live. So it's been enthralling, but yeah, I went and I looked at a bunch of different players who are in the playoffs or who exited the playoffs already. And I wanted to see whose indexes were doing the best and whose were doing the worst. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Can we, yeah. can we make a game out of this? Can we play a pick them? Ooh, okay. I like it. You have to make up the rules now. I, I have the idea. I'm an ideas man. I'm an ideas man. All right, now make it happen, okay? I have an ideas. I'm an ideas guy. Here. I already brought up the cast, the movie. All, we already, I already did that. that. We're cutting the audio, but I already brought that to the table. Gold content. Um, um, this? I, hey, I'll, I'll name a player, and each of you tell me whether they are in the positive or the negative over the last month. I like it. Oh, Here we go. over the last month? Okay. Yeah. All right, let's start. Well, this is a little context as well. I don't want to get too complicated here but like we know that the hobby prices are continuing to correct and like over the last month card ladders basketball index has corrected or it's it's down eight percent and ultra modern is down nine percent so keep that in mind as the baseline here okay like if a a player is down two or three percent they're actually doing better than their respective categories in the hobby oh so we go over under nine Let's do that. Over under nine. Yeah. I so like if they're, that if they're negative 7%, that's still a, they are yeah, over. Yeah. It's a win. Okay. Yeah. So how are, are we just saying over or under then? I don't know. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah. No, look, we'll say over or under 9%. All right. Oh, under, is, under is good. Yes. All right. Here we go. And so like, yeah, it's like, yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. So I'll give you, let's, let's start with this. Let's start with De'Aaron Fox. Under. That's good, right? Under yeah, is a good. That's I what we said, right? I'm going to say that. under. I think, I think he's actually. Man, I know he's probably dropped hard, but I'm going to go under as well. De'Aaron Fox minus 13% is card letter index what? over the last month. How much of that is in like the last he, week, though, you think? A lot of it. Yeah. Because yeah. he was actually climbing for just a little bit. Absolutely. And he was having a build at the end of the regular season, too. So, like, that correction 
you know, a savage correction. Last month. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still. Is I'm that like, how many sales is that? Is that one sale? Do you know, or is that multiple, or do you not it's have multiple? It? It's multiple. It's it plenty is. of sales. Like wow, he had his uh, his NTRPA PSA ten, the true out of ninety nine sold for ten grand, and then it sold for eight grand. Oh, a few, a few days ago. So, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but 10 grand for his PSA 10 RPA was a strong price. Oh, so, so, so good. Uh, DR right. Fox go. Let's, what's the next one? Let's get, let's get, uh, let's get closer to home here. Robert Williams. The third. Gotta be under. I'm going to, I don't Do know. Do you even know who that I'm, is? No, that's the thing. Okay. So I'm going to say over the time Lord. Come on. Time Lord is down 17%. That, yeah, if I didn't know who it was, I didn't think anybody. He's the center for the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right. uh, next name up. It, I expect both of you gentlemen to get this one. Jalen Brunson. Oh, Gotta he's be uh, under. Under, yeah. The, the good one. Jalen Brunson's market is, is thriving. He's plus positive. 29%, plus 29% in the last month. Yeah, that guy. I actually, I actually like that. Brunson was another one of these where I, when I was looking, doing some research before the show, I pulled up him specifically. I don't see that he does not continue to go up. Like he just, see, even if the well, Knicks they lose tomorrow night. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he'll correct obviously, but he just seems overall, if you look at his stats over since he started in 2018, again, very progressively gotten better every single year and, and like substantially better to this year. He's like averaging 24 points in like the regular season. I think that he could be a very good investment in the hobby. Not to mention a very wise man I was on a Zoom call with earlier today brought up the fact that the Knicks have six first-round picks either this year or in the next two years. Oh. And Julius Randle, who is just a package of garbage who needs to be traded. Okay. Like, maybe you bring in a start. To your point, maybe they bring in a start to play with Johnson, with Brunson. These are man, all very interesting. A, okay. I don't like a world where Jesse's making Jalen Brunson takes. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Like the, the response but Julius Randle, though, is actually up in, in value as well, though. The response to Jalen Brunson in a perfect world, you're like, oh, yeah, Who? he makes meatballs. <laughs> like, I don't need you talking investment. Oh, the Knicks, he's good PER. Brunson balls. I enjoy them. They're Italian seasoned. <laughs> all right. All right. That one was too easy. Oh, all right. How about this one? Devin Booker. Oh, no, I think he's down. I think he's over. Yeah, the bad one. Copycat. No, I was. Yeah, he is. Minus 4%. Really? Oh, okay. Interesting. Even I I had looked him up and I re I saw that he wasn't. He hadn't made big moves. I just thought he was down, though. Okay, so he's about even. I can okay. live with that. All right. Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I got to think he is crashing. From a month ago, I'm going to go down 19%. Oh, man, if we're guessing, yeah, I don't know if he's down that much, but I'd say 15. I couldn't believe this one. Giannis is down only 3%. How? Because people, I mean, they, but he's first young. round exit to the Miami Heat? You know, and then he makes the Instagram post that says, I'm so disrespected. No, you're not, buddy. Nobody else <laughs> can survive a first round exit to an eight seed, whether it's in the hobby or in the media. Nobody falls on a softer cushion than Giannis. Honestly, that's amazing to He's me. He's got a huge fan base. Maybe his fan base is just that crazy devout that they're not selling. I did Absolutely. notice his quantity of sales is way down. I think a lot of people are just holding him for that oh, reason. Yeah, they got to. Man, only three. Okay, yeah, interesting. All right. Uh, how about this one? Jamal Murray. Gotta be I think way he's, up. I think yeah, he's positive overall. Down, whatever the good one is, I can never remember which yeah, one. It's okay. It is the good one. Plus 38%. Whoa, that's really good. Perfect storm, though, right? Comes back from injury on a team that, by the way, was up 2-0 at one point to the Suns. They're going to lose that series now, which I hate to say, that's but I think it's going to happen. I oh. hope they don't. But that's actually a perfect storm. Where are you at on Jamal Murray? I see you rocking the, the... I like you stepped your game up, by the way. This is a Nuggets hoodie today, not just a regular black hoodie from a homeless person. Yeah, my, my wardrobe increased from one item to two recently. <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray is, uh, he's so hot and cold that he makes me really nervous, but he's a guy who like could win finals MVP. And he's also a guy who could lay a total egg and not, you know, not even play the final six minutes of an important game. Yeah. He, to me is Julius Randall on a bad day, just no effort, no statistic mm -hmm. and Jimmy Butler on a good day in the playoffs. A Jimmy, as oh, good oh, as Jamal. Jimmy Butler, Jamal, really. Jamal is, is, has put up back-to-back 50-point games. I mean, he is unbelievable what he's on. Here's the thing about Jamal Murray is the fact that he's with Joker on the Nuggets, and I do think the Nuggets are going to win. I think that... That series it's is 2-2, right? 
Uh, two, three, or three, two, I believe. Nuggets are yeah. up, right? Closeout game tonight in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Denver's up three, two. Yep. Okay. I, I think Nuggets are going to win, and I do think that it's, again, another situation, rising tide raises all ships type of thing. Even though Jamal Murray is, like you said, he's playing well. But I think overall, you're just going to see everybody on that team who has any kind of value and plays well to go up in hobby value. Absolutely. Okay. Kawhi Leonard. What do we think about Kawhi Leonard? Got to be I down. said months ago, just, I mean, a month ago, just burn his cards. <laughs> Another guy who just refuses to play in the playoffs. I mean, he's becoming like Anthony Davis, where if you breathe on him, he just like breaks something. He's got to be, got to be way down. He's got to be down like 20%. Well, I don't know. Was he even up? The look on, you can't, you guys can't see. Hoja's face is very straight. It makes me think like we're totally wrong, but I'm, I am going to say down still. Down 12%. You are correct. He is down 22%. Mike almost nailed it exactly. 22%. He should be. The guy is spineless, man. Play a basketball game. No, not when the earth is this flat. By the way, like, they had a a real chance to win that series. They were up 1-0. Like, him and Paul George just can't find... I mean, Paul George is now doing a podcast. Go play basketball. (laughs) What are you doing? And Kawhi with his goofy alien laugh... (laughs) Oh my goodness! I don't. I don't know the reference of the alien that laugh, but is it your, sounds that's the appropriate response to a sports joke. <laughs> I don't know the reference. Thank you, You're Jesse welcome. Rhodes. Welcome back. Yep. No, Jesse, you've never heard Kawhi's laugh. No, oh, it's, it is. Can you do an impression for me? No one can. No, I think you just oh. need to look that one up on yep. YouTube. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing. All right, next name. Yep. I'll be focusing while Jesse's looking. Go ahead. <laughs> next name. All right. Let's go with the curveball here. We were just talking about fragile players. Oh, brother. Anthony. Anthony Davis. Little little Tony, I call him. Oh, AD, I think, is you find down. That, you find that clip. Okay. I actually think AD might be up. Again, return from injury. I, I, for, playing well. That series is now 3-2. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. He's actually. I'm going to say he's down 2%. I think he. Oh, I forgot we're doing it like that. Um, I know that he is down after last night's game, because I saw like a sale, or at least on the card that I was looking at, I should say. I'm sorry. Just, um, just but the Prism card is down. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say down 7%. Anthony Davis is up 3% in the okay. last. Yep. As he should so, be. Again, returning from injury. Yep. i tell you why he infuriates me, though. I would argue when he is playing right, you could say he's the greatest player on the planet at any given moment. Oh, yeah, man. Really? Oh, he's that good. Like, uh, well, Chris, uh, what do you, I mean, I, I think he's that high. Chris, what are your thoughts on him? I agree because it's not just that he can score at will when he's on and he's unstoppable offensively. I mean, he had a game in this playoffs where I think he had seven blocks. I mean, he can be unstoppable on defense as well. Or maybe that's not the right way to put it. He can, he can stop anybody on defense. So mm, okay. when he's at his best, yeah, he's playing both sides of the ball. He's just... He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. But you always you're always worrying that every time he hits the floor, Seriously. yeah, you're always just um I'd like to take this moment to you take a clip? break and just and what would you like people to know about you? Is this the I'm a fun guy. Uh obviously I love the game of basketball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just more questions you have to ask me, uh, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where he's sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> Same noise he made when he bailed out of the playoffs with a bum leg. Dude, what is that noise? That's a laugh. I like that That's laugh. A- <laughs> I enjoy that laugh. That's a great laugh. Fits Would you incorporate sure. that into your own laugh, Jesse? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. All right. Let's let's, let's do uh, just a few more. Here. All right. So, uh, Landry Shamit, who that's uh, not a real person, had four three pointers in in Game Four to win for Phoenix. Landry Shamit <laughs> got to be on fire. This is one of those idiots people went crazy for. He's up twelve percent. Uh, okay, yeah, I I don't know. I I have no idea who this person is, so I'm going to say even sixty yeah. percent. Holy, 
crap. How do you not just sell every Landry Shamit detergent and basketball car you have? How many are there out there though? Like what's the pop count on that? It's got to be like what? Oh, he's got a million cards. No, no, he's a, he's got a billion cards because he's got, well, not all graded, but he's a ton of cards. He's a 2018 guy. Well, that's what I meant. Like graded cards. Yeah. 2018 guy. Exactly right. Forget Luca and Trey. I'm chasing Landry. That's the thing. You know, what was funny is because we were talking about that DraftKings break of the 2018 box going through like a lot of these players. A lot of them are actually 2018 that are doing Jalen Brunson. Somewhat, Jalen Brunson was one of By them. By the way, yes. Chris, did you hear anything about this? DraftKings breaking first pick in the draft. DraftKings breaking a box of Prism. They sold it by two box spots on the DraftKings website. What do you what? It, why? What are they doing? They're I don't like it. Getting, I mean, I don't know if they're getting into breaks or just trying to appeal to their degenerate audience. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, they're just 2018 prism hobby. Talk about a great way to just rip people's money away from them. Talk about a, a good and bad thing for the hobby. I see. I can see it in two different ways. It brings more attention to it. And at the same time, it brings more attention to, Oh, I can make, I can gamble in this hobby. So, well, yeah. speaking of 2018 rookies, here we go. Oh, here it is. Mikhail Bridges. Uh, what do you guys think Ooh. about Mikhail Bridges over the last month? I feel like he's been quiet. He was point, actually kind of hot. I'm going to say he's down 15%. I think he was up, but yeah, I think he's probably even down, if not down. So I'll say down overall. He is. He's down 40%. He's Ow. the second, second <laughs> biggest dropper over the last month that I was able to find. A real plop. Wow. How yeah. many more of these do you have? Because he, he went crazy, though. That's when exactly All of right. a sudden, he was scoring all these points and was the best player in Brooklyn after the trade. So Yeah, okay. Ebbs and flows. All right, well, let me see if I got any... What's my boy Tatum doing? You have Tatum in there? I have Tatum in there. Go ahead. What do you guys think about Tatum? Ooh, I again, I only looked at some prism cards. I don't think he's doing all that great. I, I'm, I think he's down too. I think a lot of people are now baking in like they're not going to win. At least down 14% the last couple of days. Oh, we're and we're doing this over a month. Over the last month though, I would last say he's month. up. I'd say he's up uh 10%. <laughs> okay. Uh down 15%. It oh, feels really? like over the last month. I come up with a game. I dominate oh, the game. Wow. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I'm right. happy for you, bud. Uh, That's yeah. crazy. All right. Last one. Can I ask one let's more? Do, let's do one more. Go this ahead. one's obvious. You guys will get this one, but he has to be mentioned. Joel Embiid. <laughs> Joker. All right. Let's do Embiid. What do you guys yeah. think about Embiid? I was going to say the Embiid thing, because I do want to debunk the fantasy world. Although most people are over it of the MVP being this amazing hype. However, I don't know if the stats will support that because now they're up 3-2. Yeah. I, I think actually think Embiid is probably down 5%. Over the but, last a man, but a man who was up 3-2 against Boston and just won an MVP, she'll be up like 30%. I'm going to say he's down 3%. Down Lock it in. 3% over the last month. Oh, man. I don't know. I, think he's ac- I do think he's actually down even more than that. I'm going to say down 7%. Down 2%. Don't hit month. you, stupid. You want this guy, what's you want on his computer screen, Jesse? How is he getting this? Hang on, this let me clear my search history. Look, yeah. Wait, what is that? <laughs> what did you say? What? Card ladder. Cut that audio. All right. Um, uh, okay. Wait, Joker. What, he what said was Joker. The, what's going to be Joker? Oh, That's the one I guess. He's wearing a Nuggets jersey and Jokic underpants. That's Joker. <laughs> Joker, I don't know about all cards. I do know on Joker's prism card, it is. he is finally starting to move up. So I am happy to see that over the Give last month, number. though. Throw it again. I would say he's probably close to even. I'm going to say down 9%. Down 4% for Jokic. Darn it. That's I said close yep. to even. There yep. you go. You were close to I winning win. that game. I win that one. Um, that was fun. I'm so glad we let me ask that. you this, Chris. In, pre- in reference to that game, which I appreciate, it kind of gives you the glimpse of the market. So my theory that I expressed on Monday's show is... There is a there's a no lose hobby situation in the West. No matter who comes out of the West of these four teams, either it's KD's triumphant comeback and Booker tags along and that's great. Anthony Davis and LeBron, there's this resurgence of two top five guys. Joker finally gets the one thing his career resume is missing: postseason success. Or who's the other team I'm missing? Or or Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond. That whole just legacy Rushmore type team continues. What is the best case in your in your opinion? Best case hobby scenario for the NBA championship this year in the West or just, just overall. Okay. Yeah. You nailed that. Uh, I think the best case scenario and you know, I don't know if it's ever been done before. The Lakers have been underdogs every round of the playoffs so far. They were underdogs against Memphis. They're currently underdogs against golden state. They will be underdogs in the next round. 
whether it's Phoenix or Denver, because they're once again going to be the road team and they'll most likely be underdogs in the finals. For LeBron and AD to win that championship as underdogs throughout the whole playoffs, and especially if LeBron like becomes finals MVP, which I don't think he would. I think this is going to be Davis's year to do that, but that would be that would that changes so many basketball discussions that we have to have that I think that's the one that just lights the hobby the most on fire to me. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I do think it gets weird. And again, Jordan guys will never, ever change their opinion. I, I have come around to that fact. If you are a Jordan guy only, mm-hmm. there are so many unreasonable Jordan fans. I don't even waste time with it. But if he were, let's just say, the, unre- the unthinkable happens, as an eight seed, which has never made the finals, goes to the finals, wins, and wins a finals MVP, I believe that would put him at five rings and six losses. I'm going to be honest with you. Five and six is more impressive to me than six and zero. Oh. Going to 11 finals is unbelievable. That's I'm not saying he's a better player than Jordan. I would, I've always said he's played much better competition in the finals, which I don't even think is arguable. He's doing something at this age in basketball we have never seen before. I think there's a real... The fact that he's playing this way, this well at 38 is... Like, when you said that last episode, because I have been thinking for the longest time, he was like 34, 35. No. The fact that he's almost 40 yep. just kind of blows my mind at how well he's playing. And the fact that, I don't know, everyone right now, if you said name a basketball player, if you're not in the hobby or anything like that, oh, the majority wife, are going to say— Our wives know LeBron. Yeah, they're going to yep. say LeBron. But to see someone enter into the hobby like, oh, I want to get into cards— Oh wait, LeBron isn't like doing well. His card, his prices are going down. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't get this at all. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm. I'm out. But to see someone oh, really? come into the hobby, I think it'd be the opposite. If you just came in, you'd be like, oh, he's down. I can buy him at a low. I don't. But they I'd wouldn't get it. They would be like, why would he be down? He is the guy. I think like huh. it for someone to get in and put money into something, it needs to make sense to them. And for me, if I'm getting into this. I want to see LeBron's pricing going up. Now, we know why it's going down, but for the layman, they wouldn't know. And therefore, if it, you see it going up, it makes more sense. Therefore, oh, I can invest my money in this hobby. I want to get into it. I think it's overall, I do think that's overall best case for the hobby. All right, same question for the East, Chris. Best hobby, I think it's Philly. Best hobby scenario is Philly, just because Ooh. Embiid and Harden. But I'm curious to get your take there. Well, Embiid and Harden is great. I would love to see James Harden get a title. I would love to see Jimmy Butler get a title. Oh, Embiid getting a title would be cool too, but he's got more time to, to do it relative to Butler and Harden. And both of those guys' careers would be validated in a different sort of way if they end up with titles. But the one for the hobby, it has to be Boston. You know, there's so much hobby momentum rolled up into players like into Tatum, but also Jalen Brown has been building up this following this year. Boston in the best case scenario becomes like a Spurs level dynasty or a Warriors level dynasty because of how good and how deep and how young that team is. Like that's, that's a, that's a snowball going down a hill that can get huge. uh, If, if Boston starts rattling off a title or two and these guys start, you know, carving their names into basketball history. I do think there's still something to be said, too. If you, The Lakers-Celtics, it's not what it once was, of course, but I do think there's still something to be said for that as well. I have, I 100% agree. And I do think, too, a lot of demographics, like when we're looking, when I look up stuff on, like, who's visiting our website or, like, who's watching our videos and stuff, where they're from, it uh, oftentimes you see certain masses. And, like, you know, for whatever reason, the Minnesota-Michigan area, that's one inevitably every time and granted you're a Boston guy. So obviously we'll have some of those, but even outside of that Boston area is a huge card area. And I think the fact that you would have a Celtics or a Boston team going into any out uh, championship game, you are going to see a good thing for the hobby. So, yeah, let me, let me end with this then. Obviously. I mean, we're very upfront about this. Anyways, card ladder is one of the sponsors of the show, our socials. We love working with you guys. Um, I am curious. I don't think we've always set up a, like teed up a question like this before, but I'd like Chris, again, the owner of card ladder, obviously you're biased, which we'll put that aside. (laughs) The value that a card ladder membership subscription, like what does that add to like, and I mean this too, and I'm setting up because you're a sponsor, but I also think it's like there, there is value here. Yeah. What is the value of somebody using card ladder 
uh, if they are in the hobby and want to kind of take that next step? Well, the use case for me is, uh, and it's, it's ironic because this is the thing that I work on the least and it requires the least effort from me and my research team. But the most valuable feature is sales history to me because I can go over to sales history and if a card has sold online in the last 20 years, that sale is very likely in sales history. Yep. So I, agree. It's, you know, I just having access to that, you know, especially when like I like to hunt for the more rare cards. So, you know, if this card hasn't sold in a year or two, it's not in eBay's 90 day sales history window. You know, it's not readily available in, in any other fashion except going to the sales history tab and looking at what it sold for. And then I can get indexes to project guesstimates on what the value of the card should be now. And then I can, you know, use my own intuition that that's the use case for me. That's just compelling. But I think for, you know, maybe somebody newer to the hobby or just jumping in, you know, there's just so much information at your fingertips, whether it's the relationship that we have with Gemrate, where, you know, we publish the full population reports for any of the cards that are verified in our database. It's the collection management feature, which like lets you plug in your whole collection and watch its value change. And it lets you come up with your own value estimates using some of the tools if you really want to get into power user mode. That's a pretty fun aspect of this as well. Is like it's almost like if, if you're a new user and you just hop on the card ladder, it's almost like being at this, it's like having a card show in your pocket. And you can just pull up the app, browse a bunch of cards that are really cool, go off the deep end and look into rare cards, you know, if that's what you want to just like just getting to look through infinite display cases at a show. But then you have more information at your fingertips to learn more about those cards. There's links to marketplaces if you want to buy them. I will say I agree with all of that. But the one thing that I love the most about it is the compare section. Just because every, like, for prep for the shows, I will pull up a number of guys. And I hate having to just, like, go through and add them all. But the fact that I can, like, pull up every guy I want, like, especially for the NBA playoffs like this. A couple of weeks ago, I started just saving my list, like, this is my playoff list. And now I don't have to go through and search everything. I just hit it and it pulls up every single card that I had previously looked up. And now I can easily check, oh, what did it do from the last time we talked about it to this time? I don't know. The little things like that are just huge time savers to me. And it's super convenient. Like if I'm like, I know what cards I have. I'm going to this card show. I don't want to have to look up each one as, as a, at the card show. I just pull up my list and bam, it's right there. I can just ask the guy. You know, what are you asking for this one? I know I want this one and I already have pricing readily available. So things like that. I'll say the one that's come across to me recently, I had this conversation on a live the other day too. I do think accountability and I just think that's a, a major part of something if you're going to get into this hobby and view it as, I don't care if you view it as a hobby, as a business, as a mixture of both, which I think most people are a mixture of both. The collection thing for me, what are you paying for things? And especially for me too, if like, my impulse buys or my uh, projected buys. Like, hey, I'm buying this dude because I think like, this is a project guy for me. Like, cool. I can go now look back and, hey, I paid X and this project didn't pan out. Yep. I also have been using that, especially lately with Bowman. Like, the, the whole prospecting wave is super hot right now. I think it's important for guys here, too, to look back at other guys, especially if they're in your collection. Like, what is the traditional uh, trend of, hey, prospects are going to go up. This attribute is going to make guys, this guy has power, even though he's not a great prospect, mm -hmm. but look at his value because of power, as opposed to a Drew Jones, whose power isn't great, but is an overall crazy hype prospect. Yep. Yeah. Look what he does in three months. So look back at 2022, the card you bought then. So I do think the collection feature to me, the sales history is obviously something I use more than anything by far, but the collection thing I do think is important for guys to like actually keep account of what you're spending on cards what are you selling them for? What is the margin there? Or just, hey, what does your investment look like if it's a PC card even? So I do think just that's- Just never let your wife look at that to see how much <laughs> you're actually spending on cards. Right, sure, that would sure. not be good. Um, so if anybody does, if anyone's interested in using Card Ladder and they want to use the more professional version of it, there's the free one, but there's also the professional that gives you all of these features we talked about. Uh, there is a link on the Sports Cards Nonsense website to get you 15% discount on it. Um, Chris McGill- Thank you so very much for coming on, playing games with us, having just a, a fun time as we get into the playoffs, the deeper end of the playoffs. Thank you. We look forward to next month and another update from Card Letter. Sounds good, guys. I'd like to know when I get to play Josh one-on-one -on -one in basketball. I wonder if Chris could set that up. 
How about the national? Oh, How he didn't about, leave. Uh, we here just... we go. Here we go. He's still here. Sponsored event. This is all staying in. <laughs> Let's I'm do good it. With at, this. The, at, at the national this year, okay. uh, we 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 set up some more games again. And I don't want. Here's a deal. No knock to my boy Tim, but it is. <laughs> and I've been. I'm very apparent about this. I am a selfish baller. I'm about the stats. <laughs> I scored nine out of ten points. Okay. In the game we played, even though we lost. Stat pad. I'm an right. MVP in a losing series. That's what I am. You were Jerry West. This is oh. fair. I'm a 1v1 guy. Me and Josh, <laughs> ones and twos to 11. Oh. Right, I bet he'll do it. He'll, he, he'll do it. <gasps> I don't love his size. I'm going to tell you that. I remembered what I was going to say. It was totally not worth it. I'm glad, I'm glad it wasn't a big deal. I was just going to plug you because uh, I saw your, uh, I saw card letter being used on the king of collectibles. I'll tell you another hilarious thing with that show. Alex, uh, what's the girl's? Old one. Nope. That's Alec. The girl Alex on King of Collectibles. Yeah. This was a great quote. A friend of mine sent me this today. Actually, we I do want to share this because this was oh, hilarious. I'm not making fun of her, is it? It is. I'm not it? making fun of anybody. I would never do something like that. Oh. Baron She's Davis so nice. posted something on Instagram. She commented, he full on believes in aliens. He told me this once during an interview. Nice work. There's a little bit of back and forth with other people. Then Baron Davis himself responded, never spoke to you in my life, shaking my head. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Never been a Baron Davis fan. I actually like him now. Good Wait, on you, Baron. That was Alex claiming that he said that? Yeah. That's like, hilarious. said this to her in an interview. Nope. <laughs> never spoke to you in my life. Aliens. All right. On that note, fellas. All right. Thank nice. you, Chris. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. See you, buddy. Oh, there you go. Chris is gone. 1v1 Chicago. Are you uh, going? We got to talk about that. We have we need to make a few plans, but that we, have a Tuesday we need to talk about. We have a Tuesday night event I have to go to, so I'm going to go for at least a couple days. Uh, well, it doesn't start till Thursday, though. I'm aware of when it starts. It starts Wednesday. Dealer set up. Dealer walking around. That's when the deals are made. You mm. understand? Mm. Um, I, say, I mean, I need to go, obviously. I just got to figure out what's happening with the kid and Hannah and all that. So The kid's not due till September, bro. I know bro. the kids do. Thanks. Do you? Do you? Have what? you ever had a male son? No? <laughs> Have up. you ever had a female daughter? <laughs> I almost, but then nope, nope. Um, so we'll talk. Yeah, I got. I do have to make plans on see where we're staying or if we're going or what we're doing. So oh, the fact that it's an if he's not going. No, no, folks. I am. I'm going, going either what way. What days I will be going? That's the real question mark. And where I'm going to stay? Tim's got booth space for us, right? Like just to hang out. We can go over there. I think so. That's what he said, right? I got to find a hotel though. That's my biggest thing. Accommodations. I don't think that's going to be that difficult. If so. A hotel? Uh, have you looked at hotels anywhere near the arena? Well, I mean, like, you're probably not going to get the one that we stayed in last year, like, right across the street. But, I mean, there's I others. find a room. All right. Uh, let's close out with some mailbag quick. I got to get out of here. I got a bunch of crap to do before this vacation. Dang Very it. excited to leave. That's okay. I'll save the other stuff for next week. Just save for next week. Um. Oh, God. I wanted to talk about Lorcana. All right. We're oh, going to talk I about it next week. definitely don't care. Do that Thursday when I'm not here, please. Oh, it's so a good, bunch of though. Disney freaks. It's so good. That product is going to be so hot. All right. Mailbag. I pulled on Mickey Mouse. It's goofy. Oh, it's a $3,000 card, bro. Kawhi's laughing at you right now. <laughs> you would never do that. <laughs> uh, Andre Boulay has a question for us. He says, love the pot in you too. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> question is best time to sell uh, NFL QB. Preseason. Right before. Yep. In Almost season always. or playoffs? Depending on how much you believe in the person, preseason, that hype is still almost unbeatable. Unless a person like a Tua, for example, is the exception there, because I think his pricing is still very, very low. I'd wait till the season started. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm probably waiting till the season. Went to the Super Bowl, probably going to have a great year. But like Herbert, last year preseason, Herbert prices were unbelievable. So, well, last year preseason, so I looked at, I, before the show, I went ahead and pulled a bunch of quarterbacks. And I wanted to answer this based on the data. Here's the problem and what the value of this show brings is that if you went by strictly the data, you would think, oh, don't sell or, or you definitely want to sell way earlier than preseason because everything was going down up until like October, November or something, even after the season started. The reason for that, though, is the hobby was also going down. Like it was just an overall downward trend for just about every player. During that time, right. So had I sold so that's why in August, it was worth. It was would have sold higher than in November that year. Yeah, but I mean, it. But even the year, have, but even the year before, did you look the year before? Well, that's the problem. Some of the players did have data, but other players didn't. And the year before was also 2021. So it's like that's also going to be skewed. I think the value comes in someone who's been in the hobby for longer than that. It has a better idea. 
AKA overall, you knowing that's overall, a good thing. Yes, the hype leading into a season for established players is almost always better. Look at Josh Allen. Way super hyped up before the season. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Look at you're gonna want to look at somebody named Josh Allen as well. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andre uh, Hayes Chandler Hudson. All triple name wants to know: Do you think we'll ever see multiple licensed brands of cards again someday? No. Yeah, Not I don't think so. He wants to know why. Because there's money. too much money. The licensing is the cash. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, a new questioner, or at least I don't remember, Javen Kuhn, I believe. He says, I don't know if you're planning on covering this on the pod already. Uh, he wanted to know what your thoughts were on what Rob from Burbank had said about the direction of the hobby and how a large majority majority of their business being in singles. Is this evidence of a larger trend? And what are your overall thoughts? So again, you have to take who's saying it in the context of it, right? Like for me, Biggest um, majority of the profit I make in the business right now, in the card business of any kind, take out content money, would be breaking because I'm a breaker and I have allocation and that's how I make my money. Rob has a major, major shop in a huge metropolitan area, so he gets a ton of walk-in traffic. For him, it's going to be singles. How is somebody else though going to buy at scale singles for 70% like he said? They're not going to be able to. How is somebody going to be able to get product at allocated pricing like I do and make their money breaking? Again, you're not going to be able to. So from his point of view, singles are the way to go. I totally understand it. From my point of view, it's wax. We're, we're uh, what's the thing? Like you are, you're kind of, you are your environment, so to speak. Mm. I don't know if that's really, that's not exactly what I want to say. That's a saying. You are a, play the kawaii. You are a, oh man. There's product an of your environment. There you go. Product of your environment, of. right? I mean, if he was in an area, which by the way, Mitch from LA Bullpen. Those guys move more wax than probably anybody in the country. You ask them how they make money? Oh, wax is the way to go. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think it's open to interpretation. But the overall point I had with Rob's interview, I thought he had a good perspective in some of his principles. Like, hey, can you make 25 or 30% somewhere as opposed to, hey, can I grab something and it just 10Xs? Well, that's not, that's not real world anymore. 25% is. You know, hey, can I do things that will give me some return, uh, i.e., but even in breaking though, Bowman as opposed to going out and buying flawless. That's what I mean. So I think there are levels to those principles in singles, in the grading game, in the wax game. Mm -hmm. Overall, I agreed with his principles. I, singles to me works out, but again, easy for me to do that. Well, I think it's obvious that to him and to you, there's two different viewpoints. And that's what sure. we see in the Facebook group is that there's so many people who say, oh, you know, breaking is a crook. It's all crooks and never break. And then other guys are like, oh, I'd never pay more than 50% for a single card or whatever. It's everyone has a totally different viewpoint on this. So it doesn't mean anyone's necessarily wrong. Uh, let's go on to Cole Benz. Is it better to buy cheaper teams in multiple breaks or buy an expensive team in one break? I ride or die with an expensive. If I'm going for it, I'm going for an expensive team. Like, like in Bowman, for example, I'd rather buy the Mariners, who in my opinion are the best team. Second most expensive, but the best team. As opposed to Diamondbacks. Oh, wait, well, no, Diamondbacks are more expensive. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, the Brewers, Padres, Pirates. Okay. I, I kind of ride and die with that philosophy. Um, let's see. Rick Tiffenbach wants to know what's worse. Oh, this is funny. Those of us who got back into the car into cards in 2020 and being disgusted by all the newbie questions from people who are getting back into it in 2023. Or, which I think there's some sarcasm there, mm -hmm. um, or how the Facebook group has taken over, has been taken over by people who don't know that the podcast exists and they feel the need to include the word nonsense in all of their posts. The nonsense is just ridiculous. <laughs> also, people get mad at the posting about the podcast, I think is just laughable. By the way, we also did, to Jesse's credit, he created a new Facebook logo page group for the breaking site because we are trying to keep some separation there. SCN Breaks is now the name of the Facebook group where you will see posted details about breaks, pricing, product breakdown. That way we can keep some of the nonsense separate to the major SCN group. Bam. Kyle Reed, why are retail flippers circa 2021 shamed, but nothing ever said about the buyers? I mean, I think plenty said about the buyers. You were gullible and you bought them at high points without doing research. So I think I think everybody's enough shame to go around there. That's nice. Enough shame for everyone. BJ Kroger wants to know, mailbag Bowman U Inception. 
Uh, it's coming. He wants to know. It seems like this next is a Friday, buy and hold kind of product, given the star power. What are your thoughts? I believe it's next Friday. I do want to get this date correct. Uh, so again, preface this by saying, which other idiots don't, even though it's the 19th. Unbelievably transparent. Yeah, so next Friday. We have 10 cases of this coming in. So we have a lot of this product. I have a vested interest in seeing this product do well. The it reason we sucks. ordered so heavy is because of the star power in it. I think when Benyama stuff is going to go for unbelievable amounts, Scoot Henderson is going to sell through the roof. Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I th And it's a dual product. We, we don't see many professionally licensed products that are dual sport, football and basketball. Kaylin Clark, she's probably going to sell through the roof. Like, I think this is going to be a wild, wild product. It's going to do really, really well. And I do. I think the settling point's about 250 bucks a box when it's all said and done. And I hope that's the case so I can make a bunch of money. We plan on breaking this. We're going to sell personals. We're also going to do, like, if guys want to split it, hey, basketball, football. I think we'll probably do the most of it, though, like letter breaks. I'm not sure how else you break a product What's like a that. a letter break? So, like, you know, normally you do a PYT. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do a PYT because there's yeah. 100 colleges, basketball, football. It's just too much. So a letter break would be like, if you get the name, if you get the letter G, mm -hmm. Gibson, GSFE. G, you would get that name. A, you'd get all the Andersons. Uh, y, you'd get Bryce Young. So the first letter of the last name. So you have to go through and like basically price it out based on, oh man, that sounds tough too though. It is, but it's a small checklist too. So it's actually not terrible. Oh, it is a small checklist? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the other thing that I think is good about it. So. Okay. I don't know. Would you I ever just do it by pack though? Or is it a box? Only, it's only it's one, one pack. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the other thing you could do is if you had a guy who wanted to get really weird and spend a bunch of money, mm -hmm. 16 spots, hit draft. Rip every box. Here's the hits from all 16 boxes. Randomize the nameless. Jesse, you get the first pick. Oh. Which box contents do you want? You could do that. I think it gets tricky because it's a lot of money. Yeah. But um, I do. And again, I, I have a very personal vested interest in it, but I think this product is going to be kind of wild. Um, we'll say time will tell next Friday. Uh, oh, you're going to be out of town though. Are you going to be breaking on vacation? No. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Brian Rice wants to know personally, uh, I think it would be cool to hear an update on Karchup live lessons learned from building a business slash app. Oh, it takes more money and time than you ever think it's going to take. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going, however, I would say it's going well. I believe April was our first profitable month of business, which is pretty amazing. I think one big lesson is the people you surround yourself with in a business are going to have a huge impact on what that business does, big or small in their position. So um, sometimes like the small, like the smaller the position, you think, oh, they're, they're not going to affect it as much. And they can be a huge, huge effect, positive in this case. So um, yeah, I mean, we've learned a lot of lessons, obviously. I mean, but it, yeah, I actually am more optimistic. I've been telling the team privately this. If we can get people just to buy into, there's still people kind of doing what they can to try to ruin things, which is strange to me. I actually think we are in a better position now than I ever thought we would be. There was a time when I really thought this is a run out the clock situation. Like we're going to keep working and grinding to do it, but it's just going to kind of die. We've kind of turned some corners here recently that are pretty amazing. And I think we're going to have some major announcements in the next two to three weeks, which are going to be, yeah, I, I, honestly, they're going to be game changers. I'm not saying it to hype it up, but mm -hmm. yeah, I actually think now this could turn out to be a, a major selling platform, which again, for the last few months, I have been very on the fence and just pessimistic about. So if we can get people to fall in line and just help contribute to the success, it's going to be huge. And if some of these announcements come to fruition, which I think they will very, very soon, I actually think you're going to see it take off a little bit, which would be great. Dave Oberimp. Mm, that's got to be wrong. Do you think there's an issue with the price of wax compared to the potential ROI? Sure. I mean, yes and no, right? There's some products where it's great. Other products where it's it's a super high risk. Again, the Flawless, the Immaculates, the NTs, those are a risk. The Bowmans, I think you can get major return, obviously. So depending on the product, but like Jesse mentioned, to Panini's credit, we've seen their football and basketball pricing in general, take out Flawless first off the line, We've seen their pricing come way, way down with a lot of products they're releasing, which I think is a good thing. Also, I didn't realize this in the Eminence. Uh, it's a Panini product, mm -hmm. obviously. Crazy high end. Crazy expensive. But I didn't realize they actually, in some cases, include bars of gold and platinum and silver mm -hmm. in there. Like, and, and then I started Diamonds, looking into it. Like, emeralds, everything. Yeah, like, because um, again, when I was going through Jim Mint, uh, just trying to steal stories for the podcast. Thanks again, Jim Mint. Uh, someone just pulled a one of five LeBron James with a gold bar in there. And it's an ounce of gold. What's that, like $1,500 right now? $2,000? Like $2,200. Oh, really? Yeah. Just I'm for just, the gold. Just for the gold. 
Yeah, platinum, I think, was like somewhere around like 15 or 1700. I can't remember. But yeah. Gold's more than platinum. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy. So, anyways, I just thought that was very interesting. Um, What you're getting, a lot of times, what you're getting for that box, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it is if you actually pull gold out of it. Uh, Andrew Lee wants to know oh, for Jesse, what non sports cards are you currently after? Do you have a grail that you're still chasing? So I have a couple things that I'm going after. I I have a real fear of being called a pump and dumper, but I am definitely into the Lorcana thing. Um, I may or may not have just spent uh, a decent amount of money on some of that pre-order. I know. Um, the new, there's going to be another Pokemon set. This last one that came out, this new version of it, it was underwhelming. But the next one, I think is going to be even, it's going to be very exciting because they're bringing back a lot of, the original characters, you know, Charizard, Blastoise, whatever else. Uh, Mike's just laughing. Um, there's there are gonna be characters that you remember and you know. So Pikachu. Pikachu. Why more does Pikachu not have any hobby value? Because Pikachu was the guy growing up. Because I think it's just the population. I think is there's Pikachu so many Pikachus character? everywhere, and Pikachu does still have a, a lot of hobby value depending on the card, though. Okay. Um, and as far as a Grail card for me, the one card that I've always really wanted that I just haven't been able to pull the trigger on. Um, there are some really rare Back to the Future cards, and there are some that are graded and signed by Michael J. Fox, and I would love a Michael J. Fox and or Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd signed card. You should have bought that hoverboard from Pristine. Dude, I know. I, try, I tried bidding multiple times, and every time I just got outbid at the last Clown minute. Show. He's going to die soon, too. I mean, at some point, so like I think you got to get it before First that off, happens. you don't talk about the fox that way. You're talking about Christopher Lloyd. Isn't he like 92? <laughs> oh, I love Christopher Lloyd too. Christopher Lloyd. Let's play, another, um, let's play another game. How old? He's got to be 79. Uh, while you're pulling that up. Kaya? I was say 80, 84. Okay. 84. <laughs> I hate you. I know you do. I hate you. Kaya? How old is Michael J. Fox? Oh, I wouldn't have got this one. 63? 61. Next. Oh, All right, last question. I got to go. Um, well, let's do two more because there's only two more. Kaya wants to know, did Panini do the hobby a disservice by not producing mega boxes for Prism and Donruss football? And if rumors are true, no optic either, but they made megas for Playbook and NBA Prism. I actually like, again, this is a pump scheme for a sponsor. I kind of like it. I don't want Prism and optic overpopulated every year. I don't care that they're not making cheaper SKUs. And the hobby pricing is way cheaper than it's been in the past. So I actually kind of like it. Although I think the general public doesn't like it. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I do agree with Kaya's take. I actually think it's a good thing for the hobby that will help keep pops down. Uh, last question. Zach Olsk. I just really want to pronounce it right. That's my fault. I shouldn't want it that badly. I can't believe you got Zach right, honestly. For baseball teams that have had a slow start, are there players to target now as a good buying opportunity? So there's a couple that kind of came to my mind. Again, slow starting teams. J-Rod is the most obvious. He's had a very slow start. And the Mariners are under 500 now, I think, for one of the first times this year. That's probably not the case, but whatever. So J-Rod stuff is down. His pricing isn't way down, but there's been a bit of a slow start for him. Bobby Witt has had a horrific start, and the Royals are playing like absolute garbage. The tough thing for me there is why buy him now? Mm -hmm. um, I think you probably hold off. Pete Alonso pricing has been weird. He's played really well personally, but the Mets are not playing that well. They're under 500 as well. So I, I, I don't know what to do there. So that's not really a great answer either. Um, what about like some uh, more established, like an Aaron Judge or something? Because the Yankees aren't doing well, right? Well, they're over 500. They're in the best division of baseball. And he actually just came back or is coming back soon. He was on the DL, I think, for 10 days. So I, I don't really have a ton of great, like these guys jumped out to me. Um so I, I don't know, like Mookie bets, even though the Dodgers are in first place, Mookie pricing has been surprisingly quiet. I think there's probably an opportunity there. And I still think Soto with the Padres, like at some point he's going to catch fire and that team will as well. So I do like Soto, but I, at this point in the season, I'm, I'm sticking mostly with more either established names that are in there that we've seen do it before or guys in minors that are going to potentially get call-ups. Jordan Walker, by the way, sent down. Does he get hot and get a promotion again? If, if that is trending that way at any point, there's a there's a time to buy in. Oscar Colas, the stud for the White Sox, again, if he starts hitting in in, min in the minors and gets ready to be called up again later in the year, and there's a lot of that is contract related to the dates when they can be called up, 
But that is a major time of year. If you're going to play the prospect game, mm -hmm. you do it around those dates, which I don't know off the top of my head. Monday, uh, Fine Sands Buddy's going to be on here. We can talk with him about some of that and how that works. I bet he would know. But I do think that's probably the next chance for like some real exponential growth in short term, nice. like in short short windows, I guess. Well, look forward to that. Um, don't forget, everybody. I do, too, because I'll be on the beach when that's happening. You're not going to do the pod from the beach, bro. There's too many seagulls out there. They make too much noise. Uh, don't forget, if you've already, uh, if you haven't already, go out and enter to win the cards that we ripped earlier in the show. Uh, again, leave a review on Apple and or Spotify. It has to um, say five stars. I want Jerry. Don't say that because then the reviews won't be believed. Say something, anything at all, but also uh, leave Jerry your name Rice. so we can contact you. Uh, and then, of course, if you've already left a review, go out to the website, Sports Cards Nonsense, Fort Slash Treasure. You can enter your information there. You can also get your card letter discount at 15%. There you go. That's a plug, a recap of the show. Mike, close us out. Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Do it better. We'll be back on Monday, and goodbye. That was worse. <laughs>